Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood. Whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. So t- today is uh, is World Communion Sunday, and uh, you you see in your bulletin that it was a a Presbyterian it was a, huh sure it was a Presbyterian pastor Reverend Kerr in uh, Pennsylvania in 1933 that had the vision for World Communion Sunday. And since that time, Catholics, Protestants, Orthodox have been coming together on this first Sunday of the month of October to celebrate World Communion. So in light of what we're doing with that today, I'm reading from Matthew 28, Jesus' words. Go then to all the people groups everywhere and make them my disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then from from Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power. The Greek word is dunamis, dynamite. You shall receive power, and you shall be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even Kirkland, Washington. So let's pray as we look at this great uh, day of celebrating Christ's coming. Thank you, God, for coming to us in the flesh of Jesus. Thank you for the privilege of worship together and of taking the bread and the cup as a way of remembering what you've done. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, let's assume that uh, someone comes to you and says, oh, World Communion Sunday, yeah? What's that all about? And so I've listed for you five talking points about World Communion Sunday. And the first talking point begins with world, the word world, which we'll unpack. Second one is communion, and that has to do with what we have in common. And then number three is bread, number four is wine, and number six, is the restoration of having a meal together. Bless the Lord's Supper. So, talking point number one, 
world communion. World. You know, when we, what do you hear? What do you hear when you, what do you think when you hear the word world? You know, maybe we think of those maps, we think of those uh, international boundaries over the 182 nations of the world. Well, in the original New Testament Greek, the word for world in this passage, go therefore into the world, is, was, <laughs> ethnos. And we get our word ethnicities from that. So it's Jesus is really saying when he says, go into the world, on this World Communion Sunday, he's saying, go to all the ethnicities of the world and make them my disciples. So that's an invitation even as we are seated here to begin to think and know the, the, the many different ethnicities that live right around us. So World Communion Sunday is a celebration of the Lord's coming among all the, 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 the experts say there's about 7,000 different ethnicities in the world. And, and so, you know, go to the mountains of Nepal and imagine a house church there celebrating the Lord's Supper. You know, an ethnic group that is there. I have two souvenirs about ethnicities. Go into all the world, to all the ethnic groups. And you can look at that and you may guess that is a, hmm, what would you guess? Alaska Native, what? Inuit? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, good good guesses, and they're pretty close. Uh, this is from, from a place called Anatovic Pass, where the church in Anchorage had the privilege of supporting them, a Presbyterian church there, 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. So if you need to go work on your tan, you know, that's a good place to go. Um, but in terms of go into the world, go to all those people, people, groups. When we got there the first time, we were just, our brains were flooded because we were trying to wrap our minds around what it was like to be an in Inupiat Eskimo who had been a native, who, who had been a caribou hunter, nomadic caribou hunter for two or three millennia. Got it? Yeah, we all grasp that. So when we talk about World Communion Sunday, Jesus is saying, go to all the different ethnic groups, not just the nations, but the ethnic groups. My second souvenir, we'll talk about the end of the service here. This is from an artist, an artist in Albania depicting 
some of the homes and some of the looks in some of the towns in that country. Well, when we went there the first time, it was like, guide, you want us to go where? No. Alabama? Mm, no. And so we began to discover Albania, and we're right next to Greece, and all that God was doing with that ethnic group. And another ethnic group that ties in with that are the gypsies. <laughs> you know about them, maybe. They're also called the Roma people group. And in the particular town we were in, there was a significant church, Christian church, built for the gypsies, the Roma people. They had a powerful influence in the town. That's World Communion Sunday. Go, therefore, into the world, into all of those people groups. Was Jesus, is Jesus's commandment. So talking point number one, and go into the world, when we say world communion. Talking point number two is the word communion points to what we have in common. <laughs> in common. And the, the very thing we're doing right now, taking the bread and the cup, is celebrating that we have Jesus in common. So last week, my, my wife and I are looking at a remodel in our bathroom. And so we've had two contractors come and give estimates. So last week, the first one named Paul came. And, and as he introduced himself, my ears were going, hmm, I hear that accent. Hmm. I said, so let me guess where your accent is from. You're somewhere from Eastern Europe. Well, Romania. <laughs> I was close, right there, yeah. I spotted the accent. And it was interesting that we strangers talked there for a few minutes before he went to his work in the house because we had travels in Eastern Europe in common. Communion, World Communion Sunday, communion, celebrating what we have in common. The second, the, the third uh, talking point about World Communion Sunday is bread. <laughs> bread. And if, if we had time, uh, it'd be really fun to hear all your opinions about bread. <laughs> the kinds you like and don't like and so on. And that is such an international commodity. You go to different countries, different cultures, and they are so appropriately proud of their bread. You go to Italy, and maybe it's the pasta, or France, and 
uh, Le Baguette, um, our experience in Albania is that they were really, really excellent bread makers, and it was called in their language the buka. And I'd go for a morning run each day, and I remember going past the bakeries in the town, and the smell, the wonderful smell, just filled the atmosphere. And every time you would go into anyone's home, they would have a big loaf of buka. And that was central for them, part of their culture. So today on World Communion Sunday, we talked about the world, we talked about what we have in common then as Jesus followers. And then part three, bread. And the scriptures say that Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, took bread and blessed it and broke it. Well, one, of, one of the things about worshiping in different settings is it teaches you flexibility. So normally you have stuff right here and it's back there. And uh, He took bread. He blessed it. And he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Broken for you. So that's talking point number three about world communion. You saw in your handout all the different time zones when Christians around the world began a long time, while we were asleep, <laughs> while we were asleep, they began receiving the Lord's Supper. All of those different time zones. And so, you know, our friends in the Congo, you know, they're roughly nine hours ahead of us. Our friends in Europe, again, nine hours ahead. And then as we move here, you know, we together in this time zone, and then as you move into Alaska, they're an hour later, and then as you move westward, they're more hours away. But it's the bread, it's the taking of the bread, and it is celebrating what we have in common. You know, as, as I said about the about the guy from Romania that was repairing our our house bathroom. You know, we meet strangers and we go, oh, you're from X town or, oh, you went to that university. And so you have a little, a little bit of time celebrating what you have in common. On mm -hmm. World Common Communion Sunday, we're celebrating much more than having grown up in the same town or gone to the same university. We're celebrating that we have in common a man, Jesus, that really, really, really changed the nature of human, human nature. That's a biggie. 
much bigger than just having a, oh, your car brand is the same as mine. Oh, okay, that's great. Let's talk about that. No, Jesus is a, shall we say, a big deal. Whom we have in common. So the bread. He said, I am the bread of life. Wow. What a great image. So there's bread, and then there's the wine. And I suppose all of us, in one way or another, have visited the many vineyards around here or vineyards around the world. And the, the historians tell us that long, long ago, that people, instead of drinking water because they didn't think it was pure, drank a version of wine. Interesting. That all's changed a bit. <laughs> but Jesus then, on the night he was betrayed, took the cup and poured it out and said, this is my blood shed for you. So in the fifth talking point, blood. Wow. I hope that really gets our attention because without blood, we're not in good shape. And I've shared with you that I feel very, very fortunate that I'm able every, every two months to give to the blood bank so that someone else can benefit from that. But Jesus said, this is my blood poured out for you. Do this. Do this in remembrance of me. I also spend time in the French version of the New Testament. And here in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, where we hear the words, do this in remembrance of me, it says in French, faire souci en souvenir de moi. Souvenir, French word for remember. And when I read that, I went, oh my goodness. I thought about our house, and I could think about your houses, because in every place, there's a ton of souvenirs. And why do we have souvenirs on our shelves? Why? Hmm? Got it. <laughs> yeah, remember. And they're just, they're powerful. And so the scriptures say, take the bread, take the cup, do so, so that you might remember me, the Lord Jesus, what I've done. And what strikes me about that is that we are 
we, the people, can be very preoccupied and very busy, and we just kind of forget about what he has done. But this serves as a souvenir. Remember, helping us remember what he's done. The fifth talking point about World Communion Sunday, surprisingly enough, is the word restaurant. We've all been there. We know what a restaurant is about. Well, this is another place where I have found the French to be helpful because in French, the word restaurant comes from the verb restorer, to restore. And when I first discovered that, I went, oh, okay, that, yeah, that makes sense because you go to a restaurant with somebody else because you need to eat. Okay, so you get restored physically. But the other biggie in going to a restaurant with another person is you're able to connect with them and have important conversations. And sometimes those are very restorative events for us. The history of restaurants occurred in the Middle Ages. You know, before there was the nobility, everyone were just peons, everyone just had to be working 24-7 out in the fields, etc. And then as the nobility began to arise, they realized that they had <coughs> time and money whereby they could buy food and eat it at a particular place and this place would have windows so passers-by would see them eating and getting restored together. That's where restaurants began. And so it's in that process of taking the meal, the Lord's Supper, the bread and the cup, eating together as we are here today, that is an event of restoration. And so my hope for me and for you is as we soon take the bread and the cup of our Lord, as we reflect upon this significant world communion, Sunday, that this can be spiritually a time of restoration, strengthening, encouragement to each of you in your particular walk with Christ. Let me pray and then we will take of the bread and the cup. Thank you. Thank you, God, for the vision for this World Communion Sunday. And we, we pray for your church around the world. And all of those 
faithful people who are seeking to follow you and put you first and live according to your lifestyle, your teaching, your attitude, Jesus. We think of them in China, North Korea, Australia, Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela, Romania. Together we praise for your church, your body of believers in all of those different cultures around the world. And we give thanks for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.